imagine God appearing to you and saying, ask for anything you want and I'll give it to you. What would you ask for? This is kind of what God did for King Solomon in our first reading. God said to Solomon, ask something of me and I'll give it to you. I mean, he could have asked for anything. So many possibilities. What would you ask for? How about money? Or health and long life? Or victory over your enemies? Solomon was a king, after all. How about unlimited physical pleasure? Are these good ideas? Well, think about these things. If he'd asked for wealth, we might have made some bad choices and end up squandering it all through poor money management. I mean, how many once wealthy celebrities, millionaires, have we seen go bankrupt over the years? If he asked for a long life, we might live it poorly and then actually end up dreading every day. If he had asked for victory over his enemies, well, new enemies can always emerge over time. And if he had asked for pleasure without end, well, he'd eventually realize that no amount of physical pleasure is enough to satisfy, to fully satisfy a human person, because we're made for more. All physical pleasure falls short of human desire, and so on. But the fact is, Solomon didn't ask for any of these sorts of things, these passing and temporary things. He asked for an understanding heart to know right and wrong. He asked for wisdom. And in this, he was granted something greater than any of these other things. Wisdom is the gift that keeps on giving. Because with wisdom, Solomon would always know the right thing to do, no matter what the situation. Say he does become rich. Well, if he's wise, he's not going to squander those resources. He's going to use them wisely. If he's poor, he becomes poor for some reason. Well, he would live that poverty in the best way possible. If he's attacked by enemies, well, if he's wise, he's going to mount the best possible defense. So wisdom is the great gift that he receives. And in a way, thankfully, God offers each of us this same offer. Ask something of me and I'll give it to you. We can choose to ask for the pleasures of the world and We'll get what we asked for, at least to a degree and for a while. Or, like King Solomon, we can forego some of these pleasures in this world for a greater good. In our case, the kingdom of heaven, pure eternal happiness. It seems like a no-brainer. It seems like an easy choice. And after all, we really only have the two options. Eternal life with or without God. With him in the kingdom of heaven, or in hell. Now, it seems like nobody would ever choose hell, right? Uh, but, in, in, in fact, in small ways every day, well, we always do. On an intellectual level, we, need, we know that we need to seek heaven above all things, but the trouble is it's hard to do the right thing. In many ways, we have to strive to set aside our own will, what we want for ourselves, what we think is best in favor of what God wills, of what God tells us is true and good and right. 
And we need this gift of wisdom from God to know the right thing to do in every circumstance. And we need the gift of fortitude, courage, to be able to do what we know is right. This sort of choice plays out in a thousand ways each day in each of our lives. A few examples that are pretty common. You know, should I skip weekend mass? You guys didn't. Should I skip weekend mass to hang out the lake? Or should I attend mass? You know, if I skip mass, I might get to enjoy a few more minutes out at the lake, enjoying the water and the fun. But I sin. I sin. I, I harm my relationship with God and fellow parishioners. Should a person, for example, ditch contraception, which God and the church tell us is sinful and harmful? Should we ditch that and use natural family planning instead? Now, if a person does this, they'll be physically and psychologically Mentally more healthy, their marriage can grow stronger. Almost no one who uses natural family planning instead of contraception gets divorced. They can have peace of mind knowing they're living as God intends. If they don't, well, then they sin. They harm their relationship with God, uh, but they maintain control for a while of how little they give of themselves to God and their spouses. Or another example, should I watch a show or visit a website or use an app that's going to show me things that I know are inappropriate? If I do, I sin. Yeah, I get to enjoy the passing excitement of seeing what's on the screen for a few minutes. But if I don't, if I can resist, if I do the wise thing, I remain pure in mind and heart. I respect the other person as a child of God. And I know I'm being responsible. I mean, this is the battle with sin in our lives. And we struggle with it in big and small ways. All of us. And when we look at the parables in the gospel today, we see Jesus has given us direction. A direction, a way to live our lives wisely. And to make wise use of our time on earth, we've got to do two things. First, separate ourselves from the things that are obstacles to this relationship with God, to things that tempt us to sin, to things that we know are against his teachings. So we just separate ourselves from the things that lead us to sin. And then, secondly, seek God always in everything we do. Turn away from the things of the world and towards our Lord. To do this, to live wisely, it's hard, you know, it's requires a lot of trust on our part because the world tells us all of these things that on a low level we kind of enjoy that they're the highest good but that's not the case we love the many lesser goods in this world money long life physical pleasure security but where these hold us back from god we need to let them go and instead turn to god in trust he knows what is best If we don't try to free ourselves from sin and seek God, we are in fact choosing some lesser good over God. And then in the end, all is lost for us. Rather, we should ask for and receive the gift that keeps on giving, the grace to live our lives wisely, turn from sin and seek the kingdom of heaven first, 
If we do that, yeah, we might lose uh, many of these temporary and mediocre pleasures of this world. But we're going to be more deeply satisfied with what we do have in this world. And at peace, we're going to have a certain peace in this life, no matter what comes our way. And in the next life, we're going to enjoy the greatest treasure of all, eternal happiness with God forever. Following the theme of the gospel, it is worth giving up all of these things for heaven. Amen.